Welcome to episode 30. It's a big one of the Play Your Yards Right podcast. As always, I am Sasha here with my wonderful co-host, Sarah and Mike, and it's a good week for the team. I feel like we're all riding high. Things are feeling good, some for different reasons, but I think we came out of Sunday, all of us feeling pretty goddamn good. So it's kind of nice to see uh, see the whole team win for once. I feel like I, you know, I've been I've been doing a lot of the letting down here, but it's nice to it's nice to finally like join the happy parade. I wasn't gonna say that, but I've <laughs> <No, laughs> really been letting a you down. full team squad win. I'm kind of sad we're doing this on Thursday because like it was big wins, but I felt like the energy coming off the weekend, like a Monday pod, well, you played Monday, so Tuesday would have been electric for us. Absolutely electric. I feel like we do we do need to kind of time this out a little bit better to maybe get some live reactions because live reactions are always good, especially in the Blazel household. Just from <laughs> I feel like I get pretty I'm I'm pretty selfish. I'm keeping them all to myself because uh, you know, I get to it makes me happy. <laughs> Um, but before we get into the NFL breakdown, I got to do my Premier League minute. Tottenham are back. Uh, we played Newcastle, huge 4-1 win at home, and things look good. Both teams are bruised and battered. Uh, gigantic injury lists for both teams, but it was still fun to show that like your team could have glimpses of dominance. Uh, this guy, Destiny Udogi, he's 21 years old, and he literally had such a good game that after the game, they signed him to a contract until 2030. So that's uh, that's always kind of funny. Scored a goal, uh, played incredible, and then it's like, all right, you're not going anywhere for the next seven years. Um, and it just kind of made me feel we needed to get to January. We get Mad- Madison, Van Deven back, get some of the other guys, and it's just kind of like basically hold it together until we can get back to full strength and hopefully not get too far out of it where we are uh, we are screwed. So. I know Mike's starting to get a little into soccer, uh, mostly on the yeah. betting front. It's a good time. It's happening during the day. Nothing else is going on. And uh, boy, is it exhilarating. So, Sarah, we're chipping away at you. It's going to start happening, and Tottenham is just going to keep getting better. You got to start betting on it during the day. It's crazy. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. I know. I feel like that's the only way I'm going to get myself pulled in. But now, like, college basketball is picking up. And, mm. like, I'm a college basketball girl all the way. So... I'll get there eventually. I sent Mike in first to do the work for me to find out if it's, you know, worth my time or not. So yeah. he'll give a report in a couple of weeks and we'll see. We're plus, we're plus money right now. We're winning money. This okay. was a big week on the Blazel betting front. We will get to that a little bit later, but it was a, uh, it was a fun one. And also looking at some of the college basketball lines, I feel like I'm like, when you're betting football, it's, uh, you know, the line is six and a half or six or something. And the game ends, it's like a set five point game. Like, how does Vegas do it? College basketball, I feel like is the complete opposite where the line is like, oh, it's plus 17 this team. And then the other team wins by 30. I just feel like it's, yeah. I don't watch enough or know enough. And it is just still so crazy. Uh, I do have season tickets to, uh, according to ESPN, the worst college basketball team in the country. Um, so that's been pretty brutal to uh, to watch. But, you know, whatever. It's still fun to go and support the fellas. Uh, we'll get more into basketball and stuff once football uh, wraps up. But we're going to ride this uh, football high. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we jump into our NFC East and uh, and Bill's breakdown, we are going to somehow Sarah managed to work her magic and get a uh, wonderful Veronica, Super Eagles fan, uh, to come on the podcast even after that game. So we will be back in a minute with Veronica and Sarah duking it out, discussing this Cowboys-Eagles huge game last week. As promised, we are back to dive into our NFC East recap, and we're going to go chronologically here for you. We got the, or no, I guess a little out. We're going to go with the Sunday night game, Cowboys and Eagles. And we want to welcome on Veronica, diehard Eagles fan. I got to tell you, you must really like Sarah because coming on to face a Cowboys <laughs> fan live on the air after that game, I got a tremendous amount of respect for you. That's that Philly, uh, Philly heart, that Philly hustle. So I feel like I got to get out of the way. I'm going to let you guys drop the gloves. I want to hear, I want to hear this recap. 
Well, I wanted to say also, I before I get into it, before I rip into it, Veronica, I 100% would have canceled on me if I was you <laughs> after a loss. I was already thinking that when we agreed to this before the game. I was like, wow, this is going to be fun for one of us, not both of us. So props to you to coming on. I think that is probably, you know, that like Sasha said, the Philly in you, but that's as nice as I'm going to get from here. <laughs> um, otherwise, I mean, it was an incredible Cowboys game. I can go into it and go about it all I want, but I'm interested to hear your takeaways first as an Eagles fan. How are you feeling coming out of this? Um, positives. As I already said, my boy Jalen Carter, he's been trying for weeks to make a play. You know, he tried, I believe it was Casey. He tried to get that snap real quick. He tried to dive between the legs. Um, so positive. He made our defensive touchdown. He made our only touchdown. So we're going to give him props for that. The takeaway is I feel like every week, we do the same thing. Like we need to change our offensive. Like, so when I last looked at it, I think he only Jalen Hurts threw the ball to three people. He had three targets. Like he has other people out there that he can throw the ball to um, Dallas Goddard, um, AJ Brown. And um, I'm drawing a freaking blank here. <laughs> yeah. Probably Devonta Smith. But yeah, but yeah, Devon, oh yeah, Devontae Smith. Yeah, so he's only throwing it to the three same people, and those were the only people who got any passes. So we're obviously not going to win games if people can. You you know where we're throwing it, so we we can't win games that way. So a lot could be learned from that game. Yeah, <laughs> I did see yesterday. I didn't know if it was real or not, but I saw a quote from AJ Brown that basically said the same thing. Like he said, their offense was very predictable. It was slow. He yep. basically said, you know, kind of gave credit to Dak and how quickly he was getting the ball out of his hands, you know, how much faster the wide receivers were connecting with him from a quarterback perspective. So I think that seems to be the trend, at least from what the receivers feel as well, even though I'm sure he doesn't want to not get the ball anymore. It seems like, you know, the predictability is an issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. And every week when they would interview um, Jalen Hurts, like on the field, like, you know, about the wins and stuff. And he always says, you know, we did whatever it takes. Like we're, we were getting by on those wins by like the grit of our teeth. Like we knew that there was mistakes that we were, we just didn't, weren't playing teams that could catch up on those mistakes. So we got punched in the chin twice in two weeks in a row. <laughs> we're just going to yeah. wipe the blood off and we come back next week. So that's just. <laughs> Do you think that, oh, sorry, go ahead, Tasha. Uh, moving forward, are you feeling confident that if you see either of these teams again in the playoffs, that you, things would be different? Like, were there signs that, that you think that they, it wouldn't just be a, a repeat of what you just saw? No, I definitely think that we can come back because one thing, and I'm pretty sure I've heard this in an interview, our team is freaking resilient. And they kind of have to be. Like, Philly fans, they're freaking tough. Um, I don't know if you guys seen, there was a couple of guys standing outside of the Lincoln Field, like, after our loss, holding signs and stuff. Like, they, we have to come back. Like, we can't just kind of tuck our tail and just kind of run. And our quarterback, like, he beats himself up over these losses. So I'm definitely confident that it will be a closer match if we see them again. Um, I like to hope and pray that. <laughs> but I really do think that we can bounce back from that for sure. Yeah. I was going to ask how you're feeling about the overall number one, one seed because <laughs> – I know the, this obviously game put the Cowboys in a better position for that, but when it comes down to it, I still think the Eagles have the best path there with just their schedule, you know, coming up. Although Sasha and Tommy DeVito might be coming for them here in oh, um, yeah. a couple of games. But do you think they are still in a pretty good position for that number one seed or at least winning the NFC East? 
I do think we're in a good position, and I hate to use that excuse, and I hate when other teams use the excuse of, oh, your schedule was so easy. You should We should be playing, like, every game. Like, this this matters. Like, it freaking matters. So, yeah, our schedule is, quote-unquote, easy. But like you said, we are playing the Giants twice, and that quarterback, you know, he's a lot better than what, you know – they had so we can't go in just thinking like oh we're just and that like a lot of fan pages that I follow they're like oh we got the Giants both times if we have that mentality we're gonna lose at least one of them yeah so I'm confident because you know of course it's my team but we yeah. have to we, we can't just let up on every team I mean except yeah. for the commanders like that you, you yeah <laughs> yeah I think the, the I think the Jets so <laughs> I feel like they have the Seahawks in the bag, but I do feel like those two games, like it's still an NFC East, like, you know, matchup and rivalry. So beating the Giants twice is not as easy as it's going to sound, but I do think it's a better path, you know, than what the Cowboys have with heading into Buffalo this week, Miami, you know, I think that does put them at all disadvantage based on schedule now. Right. And I feel like Josh Allen has a whole lot more to prove than what some of those other quarterbacks have to prove because you know, they did just beat KC after they had a couple of losses in the bag. So he kind of has some momentum to kind of, so I do yeah. agree. You guys have a little bit more to, <laughs> yeah, we're going to come out on top. So, I mean, I'm still confident in that. So okay. also, the thing that worries me about both of your teams, I'm, again, I wouldn't say anything like this, uh, but it seems like penalties seem to be a big issue for both of your teams. And, you know, it seems like both of you, when you're winning, you're blowing teams out. But especially, I mean, the Cowboys were a little bit better last week, but they still had seven penalties. And yeah. just, that that always scares me going into the playoffs. I don't think either of you guys seem to have to worry about this, but the things that worry me going into the playoffs are always penalty-ridden teams and then kickers that are iffy. This guy, Aubrey, yeah. seems incredible. And uh, obviously, you know, the Philly kicker is, uh, is pretty solid. But penalties <laughs> always scare me going into the playoffs. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I think – I saw, I think, before the Cowboys Eagle game, I don't, I can't remember the exact quote, but I'm pretty sure the Eagles had only had like four offensive holding penalties or something like that, or going into that game, which is like crazy because the Cowboys are good for that per game, honestly, with like the way their offensive line has been. So I think that definitely was the big deciding factor. The Eagles didn't play as clean of a game this past week. Um, but yeah, I mean, personally, from a Cowboys perspective, the penalties have been their Achilles heel the past few years, especially in those big games. They just can't seem to get it together. And you can't be giving up yards against a team like, you know, the Eagles, the 49ers, no less. Like, you need to be firing on all cylinders. So that, to me, also has always been, our, you know, the biggest concern, I think, for the Eagles that seemed that way this past weekend, too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with everything, yeah. So what uh, what percentage of that loss are you attributing to Big Dom not being you know having his problems not being on? <laughs> That's the funny. Um, yeah, they, they, those. Right. Does everybody feel safe? Right. <laughs> I still haven't even really heard that whole story. I mean, it's just kind of crazy the way that kind of played out and why he had to come off the field. But I mean. Yeah, that, that was crazy. <laughs> it would be a big momentum guy for them. So maybe, maybe that was it. <laughs> right. Like he was allowed to be in the stadium, but just couldn't be on the field. Like, I don't know. This crazy. They stuck him at the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree, though. We can all agree that we, our quarterbacks, don't act like Patrick Mahomes with a loss. Like, I still can't get over, like, mm-hmm. holy cow. I just love it right now <laughs> right, great point it's a great point Veronica. that's a wonderful point so right? like he just i just keep hearing kermit the frog and him crying on the sideline and like i didn't think it could get any worse than tom brady like <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was not a good look. Not a good look. No. Everybody can acknowledge that, you know, it's it's good. You want a guy that's a competitor. Like, you want a guy that right. is upset losing. But that's kind of a different level of upset losing, complaining. You want to have, like, a yeah. man, like a grown man be your quarterback. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And when it's something very blatant, like it was, like, yeah, be mad. Be mad at your team and stuff. But, wow. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot. For so, sure. Before yeah. we move well, on, yeah. game, I feel like Sarah, I feel like we do need to let you in front of Veronica. You got to give your team the flowers. I, I mean, you just well, take- I was gonna be nice <laughs> enough. Not one I by twenty. Be, you got to. I get- was gonna be nice enough to let her hop off because I know she has her son in the car, and I don't want him to. If she doesn't want him hearing Cowboys propaganda, then maybe not. But yeah, no. we cannot do that. We've got <laughs> enough. He's confused between Eagles and Raiders in this household. Like we cannot. <laughs> All right. Well, Veronica, we appreciate your time very much. Uh, it was absolutely wonderful hearing from you. If the, uh, you know, as we get more games going in, I feel like this may be a collision course between the Eagles and Cowboys or Eagles and 49ers. We'd love to hear some, uh, you know, some hopefully positive for your, uh, for your sake, hopefully positive recaps. Um, I think it'll be fun. And I guess at this point, I'm kind of anybody but the Cowboys. So I guess let's go Eagles. Ah, let's go. I'll be better prepared next time. Better prepared. You better you better be if I'm a Giants fan. If we win one of these next two games, you're hearing it from me. Oh, that's I listen, I've already given you hundred percent credit. That new quarterback, he well, the backup quarterback, hopefully he'll be your new quarterback. Looks like he'll do something for you because the season was starting off a little rough. If I, yeah, if, if I was an Eagles fan, I would want to see Tommy DeVito as well. I think Jalen Carter is gonna eat him like a cutlet. Mm. Uh <laughs> possibly but <laughs> and that's a big guy if i yeah. seen him running at me it's funny because i tell my boyfriend all the time I'm like if that guy was running at me i just put the ball down and be like okay you know what just have it just have it <laughs> man so veronica thank you again we appreciate you coming on and uh, i guess yes. go birds yeah, that's right go birds have a good night guys yeah. bye bye sarah <laughs> All right. So, Sarah, we got to let you have your time. We got to let you talk about how great the Cowboys are. Okay. I was trying to be nice to her since she was so brave and came on. So, here we go. What a game. I need to backtrack here. Let's get back to because we didn't talk about it last week. Mike McCarthy returning to the facility, status post appendectomy, walking into the offensive players meeting, playing 50 many men by 50 cents. Like, that just set the tone. That was everything for this. I, as we know, have not been the biggest Mike McCarthy fan. This year, he's been growing on me. Little worried he's having too much fun. But this, I was like, this is hilarious. Because if he was, like, serious and felt like this was fitting for his appendectomy, like, hilarious. Michael Scott move 100%. Yes. If he did this to be funny, also hilarious. Like, I love the sense of humor on it. So I think, I don't want to say I'm a supporter yet, but he's growing on me. And I feel like this just... It set the tone. The Cowboys came into this game, I feel like, with that perfect level of focus and confidence um, where they weren't overzealous, you know, it didn't show up too much. Because that's, But sometimes in these big games, they get a little nervous, and you can see they're shaking. I felt like they just they looked great in the first drive, and it just everything from there was just perfect. So that was good to see. I am continuing. Seriously, they were, they were too fast, and you could see it from the first drive. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I knew it right away. It was like, whoa, they were playing much faster than Philly. Yep. Yeah, they were comfortable in it. And at part of that's, I think, you know, home, f- home field advantage. But 
I mean, it just was great. And I feel like the Cowboys, they've struggled with that. Whenever people start talking about them too much, you know, they kind of let their guard down a little bit. And right now they haven't showed that. So I hope they keep that up. But I'm continuing to scream Dak Prescott for MVP because he is building that case and you can't argue against it. Yeah, I, I unfortunately can't. I mean, he's looking incredible. It's they're they're very much in the in the seed in a position to possibly get the one seed and if he's the quarterback for the Cowboys that end up being the one seed it's going to be hard to say now yeah it's really good really good really good it does I mean the offense in this game was absolutely rolling they established the run much better this week which I'm glad they were to see they were able to do against the Philly defense Michael Gallup made an appearance back from us so that's good I was beginning to think yeah (laughs) one week too late I was beginning to think he was as good as gone so that was good to see because he's just another great weapon to have out there among you know CD Cooks Tolbert Ferguson is coming in as like a top tier tight end. He's so much fun. The energy and swagger he brings onto the field. Like, I feel like they just get such a boost from him and these like big third down plays, you know, just huge completions. And it's just his hurdling skills are just incredible. He had to hurdle in high school. He's very clean form. So (laughs) fun to watch from there. I mean, the offensive line held up pretty well against, you know, this um, defensive front for Philly, which I was definitely worried about especially as Terrence Steele. Um, obviously, Dak, you know, did have that fumble um, that did cost, you know, one of the Eagles only, um, if it, not their only touchdown. I can't even remember now. But overall, they held together pretty well. So that was good to see. And then the story of the game, the defense was electric. Stephon Gilmore versus A.J. Brown. That matchup was so much fun to watch. I just found myself, like, focusing in on that on every drive. Um, AJ Brown got absolutely embarrassed by the old guy, Stefan Gilmore, as he called him, which I like hearing that after, I don't know if you guys saw that, that AJ Brown called him old, like very early on in the game. Could not just set Stefan Gilmore off on like another level we have not seen this year. He was tackling with so, so ferociously that like, he's a, obviously a top tier, like lockdown cornerback, but he was at a different level. You could just tell it was personal from that standpoint. And he absolutely like beat him, you know, by AJ Brown was clearly very frustrated after it, especially based on what he's been saying this past week. So fun to watch Deron Bland held Devonta Smith to three targets, one reception, nine yards. I mean, I was worried about AJ Brown and Devonta Smith going into this game and they were not problems at all. So. Yeah, they completely stopped him. I mean, Stefan Gilmore is, I just looked it up, he is 33, which is, I feel like, very impressive for a cornerback. That is kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah, it is. And he's not, like, size wise, nowhere near AJ Brown. He was manhandling him on some of those tackles. It was fun to watch. And yeah, then, I think, as I've been I, saying, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I would, I would just be very worried about the, uh, the, I mean, the Cowboys having to go against the Cowboys defense and then also equally less worried about having to go against the Eagles defense because the Eagles having to play from behind and having to try to make big stops like their defense just could not do anything. And I feel like especially when the Cowboys are rolling and they have a lead and they can do whatever they want with that Dan Quinn uh, defense, mm-hmm. like that's it, it just it's shut down. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. And finally, I'll close it out here so you guys don't have to listen to me too much longer. But <laughs> ultimately, I've been saying it since the beginning of the year. Teams are dangerous when they have that triple threat. Offense, defense, and special teams are firing. And we saw that this past weekend. Brandon Aubrey with a historic performance of 350-yard-plus 50, 50 field goals. Two of them were over 59 yards. I can't even say it. I'm stumbling on my words because it was so crazy. He outscored the Eagles by himself alone, which is just insane. <laughs> and I saw a few different stats on how far they think it, one of his kicks would have been good by. 
I saw anywhere from 72 to 74 yards. Like that is absolutely insane. Beautiful. It was straight down the middle. Like, I mean, what a weapon to have. Like if you come down to it at the end of a half, you know, at the end of the game, you know, it's just crazy to have that option. And I mean, he just looks calm and like confident. He, I don't even have, I had kicker PTSD from the Brett Maher scenario last year, as we all know. And now like going from that to this, like he just is so calm, cool, collected out there. You can't help but have like full faith in him. And he's given us no reason not to. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be the start of the onslaught of just college co- college soccer players coming in and getting paid and being decent kickers. Like it's obviously the mental aspect, you know, this is a different form kind of ish, but you know, the mental aspect I think is the biggest difference in having to come and be a kicker and kind of have to deal with that. Everybody, this is this is kind of your thing. This is your and like clearly the mental aspect of being a kicker is tremendous because you see all these guys, the uh Oh, who was the the Minnesota kicker who blew that one with the Blair Walsh, Blair Walsh. the whatever? You know, they have one of these the big Blair Memphis. Walsh project. They, was the name of my fantasy. Oh, that's a good one. And oh, they yeah. and they, uh, you know, they it just it crumbles them, and it's so hard to come back from. So I think having these guys that are used to kicking more, use the soccer. I think this is going to be the start of a big thing. Uh, former Tottenham star uh, Harry Kane has hinted that when he's done with soccer, he wanted to come uh, kick in the NFL. Who knows if that would ever actually happen, but. I think that it's way less yeah. running way. Yeah. Way almost a hundred percent less running. seems way easier. It's, to just uh-huh. kick <laughs> it is just kicking, but it really is like how important having a good kicker is going into the playoffs, going into clutch times. I mean, that's why, I mean, they've people, you've heard people say that we, they said it on part of my take for years, how important Justin Tucker has been for the Ravens forever. It's like it just shortens the field completely and having the fit, like going for going for it on third downs, going for it on fourth downs, it, it just completely changes your offensive mentality, knowing that you've got a 90 something percent field goal kicker from 45 plus it, it shortens the field completely. And it, it makes your offense makes your play calling so much different. So that's enough positive talk for me about the Cowboys. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. I'm not happy for most of the other Cowboys fans I have to deal with, but uh, I, I, I am happy for you, I suppose. So we will see how the rest of this plays out. Uh, really I, emotional win. And like, you know, just take it easy for a few days now. <laughs> just, you know, yeah. You're not playing a conference game next. Yeah, it's easy. You can drop one here. Take your foot off the gas, you know. Read the read the headlines a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't Let them, yeah, you can get some more bulletin board material <laughs> after this week. Don't go so hard on the head. Don't go so hard on the practices. So yeah. uh, as Mike is alluding to, we gotta just pass the pass the crown here from one to the other. Bill's Chiefs. Mm. What a wow. game. We alluded to the end a little bit uh, earlier. I don't know why, for some reason, Patrick Mahomes is la- acting like that one play uh, made them lose, not the other uh, 60 plays where they could not score more than 17 points uh, made them lose for some reason. Uh, you know, that's that's the big issue. But, Mike, I, I got to let you go. Bill's Chiefs in Arrowhead. Yeah. How you feeling? Great. We did what we needed to do. That was we're like uh, we're one week at a time. The first, one out of five down. Um Mahomes has got some issues on that team and they're not even the team that I feel most threatened by in the AFC anymore. Um, They are, it's, it's the Ravens. And I also think we could beat the Ravens. Um, I thought, I thought it was like a really sloppy game overall for, for both sides. And even though the bills pulled it out, it was not like it was a totally huge statement. Like we've turned it around game. There were still a ton of mistakes. Josh threw a really crippling pick at the end of the first half. We were driving to we were up 14 nothing and driving to basically 
we were going to sack the whole six minutes of that uh, second half. We're going to be done. We would have either gotten three or a touchdown and then get the ball back to start the half. That game's over. And he threw a really bad, like trying to do too much pick. Um, you talk about the offsides. One of the bigger things, mistakes that we made that seems to keep happening all of a sudden for digs with like two minutes and six seconds left, they run, they got the ball with first down and they throw a screen pass to digs and he just drops it. <laughs> uh, so we have a lot to clean up as far as, um, you know, if we really want to be like Super Bowl caliber, but we did what we needed to do. Our defense played awesome and we're getting healthier. And uh, James Cook looks like a serious weapon, like a top. Now I think he's like a top five running back as far as his pass catching, route running, his speed, his quickness. Dawson Knox is back. Oh. Uh, he's uh, uh, he makes such a big difference in pass blocking. And when they run, they want to run a lot of two tight end. And without him in there, it's Quentin Morris, who's just not Dawson Knox. Kincaid was great. Gabe Davis did nothing, which I still can't figure out what's going on there. Um, but a win is a win. Josh Allen has got his swagger. Uh, McDermott, they rallied around him after the whole 9-11 fiasco. <laughs> the old fiasco. The only, the only shit that happens to the Buffalo Bills. It's DeMar Hamlin one year, and now we're supporting the terrorists the next year. I, just, I, I, I get nervous every day to open up Twitter and see like what the hell happened next. We're not even talking about Von Miller. You know, sometimes you just need some stuff. You need everybody to get, you know, sometimes you just need like an outside source to make everybody just come and Taliban together. Yeah, right. Muhammad yeah. Atta would have yeah. never dropped that screen. Yeah. Pass. And that's all. We'll cut yeah. that. We'll just cut that. Um, the And you could see uh, at the end of the game when they the Bills were kneeling it out, you could see the 10,000-pound elephant come off of Sean McDermott's back or chest, whatever that saying is. Yeah. You could see a relief in him that I feel like he's needed for weeks because of all the struggles and to win a close game. And we are, I said it uh, when we had Big Tone on, Bills are going to win the AFC East. That's happening. You are no longer the only person I'm hearing say that anymore. Bills are winning the AFC East. It's plus 300. It's stealing money. Take it. Um, the We do have Dallas coming in. Dallas is great. I want to see how Dallas does in a cold, wet Buffalo because that's what they're coming. It's going to rain. Yeah. It's going to not be freezing, but it's going to be in the 40s. And it's always windy. It's always just, it's a difficult place to play. Aubrey, awesome kicker for Dallas. I mean, I've never seen a kick that powerful, that looks so effortless. But let's see how he can do it in the wind. And, you know, the elements of Buffalo are real. On Madden, uh, are, are the one thing. So every in Madden, when you play online, every team has like a special thing. And it's like, that's how it affects it. Whether it's like, you know, defensive line gets a bonus, blah, 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 blah. In Buffalo, it's that. Your kicker, you can't see the kicking arc for everybody who plays Madden. <laughs> that's because that's how hard it is to kick field goals in Buffalo. So I I think he is super talented, but uh, it kind of levels the playing field a little bit more um, coming out to play there with the wind from Lake Erie. Right. It may just you, they may not even be able to get kickers out there depending how windy it is. Like it's like I guess we're going forward on more fourth downs because there's or they're going to no go point. out and try it. Or they're going to go out and try it, and yeah. then you're turning the field over, and we have the ball in the 50. So um, I think Dolphins could – I think the Dolphins are at risk of missing the playoffs right now. That would be pretty crazy. Dolphins 9-4 yeah. currently? The 9-4 and four Dolphins play the Jets, 
who are looking kind of good. A-Chan isn't, is, has not practiced all week yet. Tyreek Hill has not practiced all week yet. Their defense has swagger. This is the Jets. I think this is the Jets Super Bowl. Go into Miami, upset them. They haven't quit on the coach. I, I can't believe Zach Wilson kind of looks serviceable. He won AFC Player of the Week. He deserved it. He earned it. Yeah. Um, they go from that to playing Dallas, to playing Baltimore, to playing Buffalo. That is four more losses. In it, it, I mean, maybe not, but that feels like four more losses to me, putting them at nine and eight and out of the playoffs. So, wow. and that it's, I guess it's really not the craziest thing I've ever heard. And I, I, I guess I've been looking at it more from, I just think the rest outside of the four division winners, I it's think garbage it's terrible. Yeah, it's These are the teams right now ahead of the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. It is the Browns, the Steelers, the Colts, the Texans, maybe without uh, Stroud, the Broncos, who actually may Unlimited. be good, and then the Cincinnati Bengals with Jay, with whatever Jake Browning. I don't. I, that's. I Those don't, are making the playoffs. There. It's, it's, I don't want to sound like an NFL conspiracy theorist here, but maybe Mike's getting my head a little bit on this. But I everybody do, put your tinfoil yeah, hats on it. I really, I feel like the Bills are going to be in because, I mean, first of all, they're one of those likable comic stories to begin with, but just based on those teams you listed off, they're clearly a better and more fun team to watch than most, if not all of those teams. So they'll find a way to be in. But Joe Flacco might be starting in a playoff game. Is in, That's insane. Oh, uh, I like, what, what are the, where? Just quickly, I haven't looked at the odds. Where are the Giants in the standings? Oh, you mean my New York Football five Giants? Eight. Five and eight, and we are currently twelfth in the NFC. Okay, we're eleventh. What What is the seven seeds record right now? In what? In the NFC. The six NFC is and six seven. and seven. So you're one yeah. back of seventh place, and you just beat the Packers for who, the who, tiebreaker. Who are currently in seventh place? Yeah, the Vikings <laughs> who are now on their fourth quarterback. Yep. Wow. Wow, Sasha. I think the Giants might make the playoffs. <laughs> I got to tell you. I think Giants and Rams get in. Well, and I think Packers and Vikings are out. Well, thank you for what a wonderful what a wonderful segue going into Monday Night Times. Because we just got to talk about Tommy fucking DeVito. Uh-huh. I, I'm not saying I need any apologies yet, but I would like you to start putting them in your notes apps. Because I believe it was two weeks ago. Uh, you guys, Big Tone, you all got together and you had your little meeting and you all laughed at me when I said we might stay on a get on a little heater here. And now, I mean, would anybody be surprised if we beat the Saints? No, they're bad. The Saints are bad. And then all of a sudden, you know, then we are what? With that after if we win that game, then we are six and eight uh, with the same record as the Saints and we would jump them. And then that's just the Falcons, Seahawks, Rams and Packers. The Vikings. I mean, I don't think I don't know if we make the playoffs. I'm also, you know, I'm I would never say this. I feel like if I wasn't a Giants fan, maybe somebody would say something like, I, you know, Tommy DeVito misses a lot of throws and maybe he's not a good quarterback. But if I was a Giants fan, which I am, I would be saying that winning culture is a very, very real thing. And I think when you start losing games and people start doubting and everything is bad, it's very easy for the whole team to just shut down. But when you start getting a couple of these wins, who cares if against the Packers or against other bad teams, believing that you can win and believing in a guy to make a couple throws like Tommy DeVito did at the end of the game and believing in a guy like Saquon and believing in a guy like Brian Dable, who's finally showing up and showing why he was coach of the year last year. It's any given Sunday. They, that's a reason they say that. It's December. December's all about believing. Yep. <laughs> Just sometimes. It's the season of believing. And I think most, aside from you, Mike, I think you're both, you and I, Sarah, our coaches look a lot like Santa. 
So I, right. I, I think it's uh, it's our time to believe right now. So speaking of not believing, I don't believe in Jordan Love. I don't think I trust him. He's had a couple good games, but the team is young and they're kind of electric-ish, but I don't believe in them. I don't think that they would make a good playoff game. I don't think they'd make a good playoff run. I think their home field advantage is very good, but if they're not playing that game at home, which I don't think that they will win the NFC uh, North, um, I don't. That's yeah, the Bears. I, I don't, the Bears. The, I mean the, <laughs> the Lions. Lions. The Lions. <laughs> Although watch out I like for the that. Bears. Watch too. out for the Bears. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I just, I don't know. I, it's just fun to watch games and care about. It. It's just, it's amazing how literally from week to week. I think it was a couple weeks ago. I'm just like, let's, we're tanking. We're getting that number two draft pick. And now I'm all in on uh, whatever. Let's win some games. Who cares? All these draft picks are crap shoots anyway. We could lose all these games, draft the guy, and he tears his ACL. He ends up being terrible, and it's not even worth it. You can't not root for them to win games. We'll see what happens. There's just I feel like the parody in the league is just so insane this year. How many like what we're going into week 15? Yeah. And there's only one team that's clinched a playoff spot already. I feel like that's kind crazy. of crazy. It is crazy. So uh it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, I, I'm excited and I feel like just like every other media outlet, we have to at least mention DeVito's agent. I mean, they obviously went to central casting, found the most insane guy. Not real. He's not real. And what I feel like nobody really is talking about. People are just kind of laughing like. Is what? this racist to yeah. Italians? <laughs> I and hope I'm being so. serious. I, I hope so. Has America never seen or met an Italian person that they <laughs> that this is what like the world is like? Hey, look, it's an Italian person. <laughs> yeah. Like, like uh, they look like they were pulled out of like the Soprano, and it's like mm-hmm. I know a ton of Italian people. Yeah. I work for a wonderful yeah. Italian family. This is this feels like very bad stereotyping. That's what I love. And this yeah. and, and what's this uh, agent's name? Do we even know? Is he like an Italian guy, or is he just doing the shtick? Chaim Leibowitz. He's yeah. actually Jewish. It's yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> I can't, every time they cut into him, I'm like, this is between this and Taylor Swift. The NFL is like, this is as weird as it's ever been. It's a weird one. This is the, the Italians apparently are the last bastion of people that you can just openly mock. Just mock. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think everybody's in for it. I would be offended. They love if it. If it was like, if it was uh, uh, Danny McGregor and all of a sudden they got like, and look, his leprechaun agent is out <laughs> of the field. And he always found a pot of gold for his new quarter. Like this is, this is the, the exact same thing. Yeah. I think yeah. Conor McGregor made a billion dollars doing that. So it's a pretty good it's, business model. Yeah. Well, he also beat the shit out of a lot of, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I, I love weird. it. I, I think it's great. And I love that they can see that insane. The, my, my part, it's like, you know, I see an old Italian guy wearing a sweatsuit, got his, you know, got his chest hair hanging out, got his cross and his Italian horn. It feels real. I love it. It just feels like such a costume. And what I keep yes. wondering, like when DeVito saw him dressed like that, is that how he's dressing all the time? Because it looks no. like he's wearing a no. costume. No. And then was there a conversation where DeVito's like, what are you? It's Monday Night Football. What are you doing? Why did were you? Why are you wearing that? Or was he like, that's my guy? No, I feel like he was behind this. See, I see it as the video, like, I told him to do that and picked out the outfit. Like, went to Party City and picked it out for him. (laughs) (laughs) It is definitely not like a nice fedora. That is one that you get at, like, a bar mitzvah that they had in New Jersey. Halloween, so it was on sale. (laughs) How about this, when they cut and the dad kisses the agent and then the agent kisses... That felt like it was like, all right, guys, now do that. It yeah. was so, it's so. It's a little, little known fact is that's actually, it, it. it's not Wuhan. That was actually where COVID came from, was kissing Tommy <laughs> DeVito's dad. 
Uh, and it spreads like wildfire because everybody is kissing that guy. So can I read you the funniest tweet of the week? <laughs> yes, please. The Giants giving Daniel Jones 160 million and then replacing him with a better QB they found living in his mother's house in Long Island is the best and funniest story in NFL history. It is probably unfortunately it, true. Is, that is an in this whole thing feels like I don't believe that he lives at home with his mom. Do you guys really believe that truthfully? Yeah. Why would he, he not? Makes, he's making like $750,000. Listen, every Italian guy he, that you know. From Long Island to New Jersey. He's, so he's like seven minutes away. He's very close. Um, I just, I, I don't think that's like a. Keep believing. Keep believing. What the, that, that is, that's not like a good enough story that like they want. Like that's, that's usually not something that somebody would want to brag about. But it's this. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What it comes down to, they're capitalizing, capitalizing on this brief period where he is getting all this screen time and image. And I mean, can you say you blame him? Probably not, because oh. who knows where. I mean, he played well this week, but imagine if he hadn't. Like, you know, he's as good as forgotten in a couple of weeks. So I feel like they're trying to make the most of it with him and his family. And, but that's that's what's happening here. Give it up to the agent. Most of us are not falling for it. Yes. Yeah. The agent definitely was like, this would be a great story. You live at home. Mama's cutlets. We're going to do a whole thing. And then you're going to sign a bunch of shit at, at uh, butcher shops and things like you know new jersey wake up people <laughs> no yeah there listen there that is i believe what they call themselves down in new jersey um they i don't care it's fun to watch and uh no, he looks, he's didn't he let him on he a looks, game winning drive he looked okay there were so many missed throws and that game didn't even need to be that close he like He's kind of all over the place, but I think that everybody knows that he's kind of okay and he has this winning mentality. I think people like him. I think it's a little exciting, and our defense is playing really. When he ran, our too. defense is playing really, really good. So it's a little bit of the unknown. It's a little bit of a, you know, every time I watch him play, it just kind of feels like a Charlie Day a wild like wild card. Like <laughs> who knows what's happening? Like that's it's Josh Allen is like the more talented version of that, but like this is really like. Yeah, this is Charlie Day, like the untalented, just doing something kind of crazy and trying some stuff. And we like him because he's insane and he's ours. So I think that there will be a very, very harsh comeback down to Jesus and sad, fat parents in a rainy Philadelphia stadium. So we'll I see. Th I think it's going to be in the playoffs. I, I don't even get me excited. I can't start. Really you're, I, think. You're, I feel like you're just building me up to tear me down at the knees, kind of like what Mike McCarthy is doing to you. He's getting you believing in him. He's getting you liking his fat face. Um, and then he's just going to hurt you. But that's that's just me. I'm trying to protect my emotions. I'm trying to guard my little heart because she's soft and she's sensitive. The Bills do it the right way. They make you hate them so, so, so much. <laughs> and then they're like, love us again. It's, it's totally it's the exact opposite. Oh, my God. So before we get on, I feel like before we get into bets, we do need to set something up um, because going into we have an enormous week this week uh, between the Bills and the Cowboys. So um, I do have a little something. Malort has proven to be much harder to find than I expected. Nobody would let me out of it. But luckily, I have an affinity for collecting weird and extremely bitter and uncomfortable liqueurs. So to pay up on our bet for the bets of you sweeping and you getting swept, Sarah, you need to pick what we're going to do on camera right now. I have this one is called Fernet. Boop. It is minty. It is dark. It is harsh. And then we have this mm -hmm. one called Chinar, which is actually made out of artichoke and is also bitter, thick, and dark. So which one are you going to make us do right now? I'm going to go artichoke. Artichoke. Let's do it. So Nice. I was hoping you'd yeah. say artichoke. <laughs> you know, I've got a couple of cocktails where you put a half ounce of this with a bunch of other sweet stuff. And a bunch of other stuff that tastes good, and it has some nice herbal notes. A whole right. shot of this. 
Am I going to throw up? Uh, hopefully. Hopefully <laughs> right. just turn that way. Just do it on the Christmas Tune show. in on the YouTube. Happy Hanukkah all, by mm. the way. Mazel tov. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Christmas tree. In the, show them the Christmas tree. See, you guys want to see the Christmas tree? Look at us. Look at that. Very Cute. Cool. We're hiding from, uh, you know, lots of anti-Semitic behavior going on. So we are putting on our masks. So cheers. This is to us losing the bets and winning the bets at the same time. Give us your cheers. Good luck. Oh, may the wind be at our backs and the sun upon our faces. And may the winds of destiny carry aloft to dance with the stars. Cheers, Georgie. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's a little funky. How'd it go down? <laughs> oh, that's a very bad appetite. It's <laughs> herbal and that tastes like artichoke. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, so now that we've paid up on now that we've paid up on that, I I have a little bit of an idea. And I think that we need to have some sort of wager on this Bills Cowboys game. Because this is a huge game for both of you. It doesn't go away either. It kind of sits in your throat. Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of material from Mike Candidates right now on the screenshot. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're ready. So um I just want to give you guys my quick idea. I'm obviously open to hear anything else if you want. Um, but what I was thinking so far, Bill's Cowboys, what I'm gonna do is you guys both send me $20. I'll be the I'll be the intermediary here. This is where it gets this is where he steals our money. And what I'm gonna do <laughs> is I'm going to spread that $20 evenly on Blazel's best bets. One of them will be completely on the best bets, and one set of $20 will be completely fading it. Um, whoever wins the game, Bills or Cowboys, will get whatever the profits are from the higher side. If the you know if fading them wins or if betting them wins, whichever one wins more, the winner the winner of the Cowboys Bills game will get the profits of whatever pays out more, and whichever pays out less, uh, the loser of the game will uh, will get the profits of that. Deal done. Check your Venmo. Love it. Love it. Beautiful. So I will 20, do that. Let's make it two thousand. <laughs> So we'll put that in there. Could be winning a lot of money. That stinky dog hits. Who knows how big it is this week? We'll be about to find out. It's big. <laughs> but uh, if uh, whatever this ends up, you know, if maybe if maybe hitting it, maybe fading it, we will uh, hopefully win some money either way. A little bit turn twenty into hopefully a little bit more than that, and uh, we got some money, baby. It should be uh, should be coming. So make the game a little interesting. I feel like I see Mike revising his bets right now. No, <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> just, just... Just trying to not get sick from that shot of whatever. <laughs> it's just cool. If you want it to taste different, we can do a little. This one's a little minty if you want to have sure. some of this one. Sure, fire it up. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll get back into this. Uh, but I, I got it. I'm very, very excited. Let's go. I guess before we get into the picks, I want a couple. Let's. I want you guys each to have a minute recap what you're worried about and uh, what you're most excited about for this game coming up. Sarah, you can go while we take this. I, I am worried about this game. I'm not going to lie. I. Personally, I'm thinking about breaking my own rule of going into the Cowboys in my Pick'em League, which is very tight this week, because this just feels like a spot for a letdown here. Cowboys coming off a big win. They're on the road. We all know they're better at home this season and last. As we mentioned, the weather is certainly a factor. They are not a cold weather team. (laughs) It's not any better. That was not (laughs) worse. (laughs) They're not a cold weather team. And this means everything to Buffalo. This is basically a playoff game for them. So we're basically going to Buffalo for a playoff game is what it comes down to right now. But it doesn't mean as much for us. It's like we have a little golden pads after it. Like I said, I think the Cowboys are obviously still fighting for that NFC East title and overall number one seed. But it's it's a tough task, you know. So I think that definitely will help prevent them and edge them out for this being a letdown. But to me, it just it has that energy. And I'm a little worried about it. I hope the Cowboys prove me wrong. Don't get me wrong. 
But yeah, I mean, matchup wise, I'm not worried about it. I think the Cowboys are the better team. And I think uh, they could easily handle them. <laughs> you know, if this was not even on neutral ground, just in better weather. Though I think the weather condition, like we already alluded to, is the issue. So that's my concerns there. I'm obviously still going to be going with the Cowboys all the way, but just know that's in the back of my mind. I like it. Mike, how you feeling? I feel great. Um, I love that it's in Buffalo. But I, I, I think, yeah, on a neutral field or in the dome, I think either of these teams with home field advantage would have um, – an advantage. Well, that's the two shots. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, this is, we do need to win this game. I do believe we are going to run the table. I think, um, I think our defense is playing really well and we've, and we, the narrative on our defense is everybody's hurt and we're not playing well. And I watch every snap of every game. We are playing way better. And a lot of guys are developing. Our defensive line is making we're we are making problems for quarterbacks uh our cornerbacks are getting healthier although we're not gonna have micah hyde i i believe in josh allen i said this today actually i was having a conversation um i'm back to believing that josh allen won't let us lose these games and i think he is the only quarterback in the league that can that can do that where it's like okay nothing's working i'm going to win us this game what i'm nervous about is micah parsons and your defensive line, and if it if we'll know in the first quarter, like if we can't stop you guys, and they and Dan Quinn, who is scaring me because he's really locked in as a defensive coordinator, if they're all over us, uh, you know, then it's going to be Josh is going to have to figure out a way out of it. That'll be what makes me the most nervous. I'm not nervous of Stephon Gilmore. He's a 33 year old cornerback who, at times, no, listen, at times <laughs> will play great. It's not going to be week to week to week. At 33, that's just not how it goes. So I would say more often than not, he had a great week. He's probably due to act more his age. At at that position, that's old. That's just the way that it goes. It's the same thing. Listen, next year, it'll be Stefan Diggs. He's going to be 31. We're going to enter the same world with that. Running backs over 30 or running backs over 28 years old, cornerbacks over 30 years old, receivers in their 30s. They might have these games where they look awesome, like Brandon Cooks all of a sudden looks great, but then he has games where he's not there. So, so I don't know. I feel really good. <laughs> good. I feel good. I feel like Josh Allen's not going to let us lose. Dallas is awesome. I think we're going to play this game, and then we're going to play another game in February. I love that. In love that. Oh, my God. I don't know what would happen to this podcast. Um, I am a little surprised. Buffalo is favored by one and a half points. Wow, uh, that line moved. That was two and a half. So what if this if this was at a neutral field in a dome? What do you think the line would be? It would be. Go ahead, Sarah. Cowboys minus three and a half. So well, if you're if you're if you're in Vegas, if you're under like the Vegas, so it would be Cowboys minus one and a half. Because right now, when you're the if the line is three, the home if the home team's minus three, that means Vegas always gives three points for home field advantage. So if it's minus three and plus three, that means that if they Vegas considers this an even game. So she she's so saying Dallas would be favored, so but she, not by three and a half. So she's saying that we they'd be favored. Yeah, there's basically another two points for weather in this in this spread is what you're what you're assuming, which I I think may not be crazy. I think that like I'm I'm a Maybe little weather's affecting the Bills. I'm I, I guess so a little less. I don't think there is there as I think they're more comfortable playing in the weather. Yeah. I guess Josh Allen's a dirty boy. Yeah, 
<laughs> Josh Allen's a real dirty He's boy. He's a dirty dog. I think there's a little dainty Dak and dirty, dirty Josh. Yeah, dirty so, Josh. Too much. Who knows? I'm very excited. Uh, we got a little money on the line. Could be a lot of money on the line if some of these bets hit, or maybe the, uh, you know, maybe the fade bets hit. So who knows? But next week when when it's just me and Sarah, because Sasha took off with our forty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if these stinky dogs hit, maybe uh, it might be a lot more than forty. So moving into this week's Blazel's best bets. Good week overall. You know, struck out a little on Thursday night props, but kind of evened out after going so hot on the Thursday night props last week. Yeah. Uh, but all the bets, you hit those. You hit the Uber lock was, I mean, you couldn't have crushed that anymore as an Uber lock. Right. The Jackson, Cle- Jacksonville, Cleveland over uh, under was 30 and a half. Cleveland hit that on their own. I and mean, that, that line was, moved like crazy Sunday. Yeah, it was right before that. I think it got to like 36 yeah. and a half. And it still went over that. Pre-game, it crushed it. So over 30 and a half by the time of this. So even if you took it uh, on Sunday right before the game with the significantly adjusted odds, you still won. Uh, the only one you lost, that Lions-Bears won 43 and a half, which was still so close. So you crushed the Cowboys. You crushed the Bills. Uh, you had those. So nice three and one week on those. You're feeling really good. Uh, things are looking pretty strong. So, Mike, I want to let you have the floor. Uh, don't know, uh, you know, never know where you're going to go. It's just like, you yeah. know, give, give it, so. buckle, buckle up, everybody. Let's see what's going on. I had a very hot week. Uh, I had one of, I would say this is my, this has been my greatest gambling week of my life that I'm coming off of. So, wow. so now that it's over and like it's washed over me, it's like, you got to be, I got to be smart on my end to not think mm-hmm. that this ride's never going to end. Sasha missed out on an opportunity that I texted him a four person TD parlay bet that paid 40. No, it paid 80 to one. Yeah. Five dollars, one, four fifty. That cashed in the third quarter of the 1 p.m. games. Wow. And I called Sasha. I said, Did you bet it? And he was like, No. I was like, No. <laughs> As my son's in the background screaming, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, rolled that into the Bills, rolled that into the Cowboys. It was a crazy week. So what we're going to do is, like last week, the plan is I'm just going to lay out some bets, and then they're all – we're going to win them. So Good plan. Thursday night, Propapalooza. Love it. Um, the game is so bad that I I literally have like seven props written down because I don't know how many I'm going to need to bet to watch it because I don't mm-hmm. want to. I don't care. It has no – um, it has no like it doesn't matter for the playoffs for nothing. We got Easton Stick versus Weston Stick. I don't know who the quarterback <laughs> for the great Aiden O'Connell gives a shit. Um, AOC is taking the night off of Congress, right? It, 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 uh, I got no joke there. So, <laughs> oh, that that the the artichoke it's coming back. <laughs> the I'll give you a three touchdown score of props. Ooh, three. Because in a game where no one thinks anybody will score, let's pick people are going to score. But let's get weird. Let's get weird because this game sucks. Easton Stick, not Weston. Make sure you pick the right guy. Easton Stick, plus 420 to score a touchdown. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Sarah. Uh, You're a big North Dakota State fan. Do you know in 2018 he ran for 17 touchdowns? Wow. Are you sure that was Weston? No, it was definitely (laughs) It was but maybe it was South Dakota. I don't know. All these, all these, uh, all I know is he's going north into the end zone. Love it. Okay. Uh, then everybody wants to bet Austin Eckler because Keenan Allen is out. So that makes me want to bet the other two running backs to score. Mm-hmm. Now, probably only one of them's going to hit. You got Isaiah Spiller plus 1100. 
Now, I was talking to Sasha about the other guy, but I was looking back. Isaiah Spiller actually had more carries last week. Okay. And he's 6'1", 22 years old. I think – I can't remember when they drafted him, but I do remember reading a sleeper. Like, if there's any time to test out other people, it's right now for the Chargers. And Josh Kelly, plus 800. Okay. Uh, Austin Eckler is made of paper mache and – yeah, they're going to if they're going to be able to only run the ball and that's their thing, they're going to need multiple running backs to achieve that game plan. I like Austin Eckler gets him all the way down the field because he's got to catch. He's got to run. He's got to do this. Got to do that. And then he's winded. And one of these two dudes comes in and punches it in. Touchdown. Like it. Give me Justin Kelly <laughs> over 13 and a half rushing yards. Two guys or Josh Kelly over 30. How many? Josh Kelly. Jo- I wrote Justin. I don't even care about these people. Over 13 and a half rushing yards. That's not many. It's not. Um, And the final one, uh, people don't know prior to this podcast, I tried very hard to convince both of our hosts to to join me on this. So I, there is a bet out there for $10. We'll win you 1900 bucks tonight. People either quarterback to throw for over 400 passing yards. It's a gremlin bet. I hate it so much. I hate it. It's a stinky dog prop. Should we have a stinky dog prop? No, we shouldn't. No, $10 gets you $1,900. Just if you're not a big gambler, you know what $1 gets you? $190. It's worth a buck. That's a fun (laughs) one. You'll know in six minutes if it's even worth paying attention to. There you go. That's my Thursday night. It really does. Yeah, it's you. You knew immediately that last one. Watching Bailey Zappi last week, you knew immediately 150 yards was going over. That was just insane. Yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I'm going to just keep riding it. Maybe they're going to keep passing for 400 yards. No, it's plus 19,000. Another zero. That's enough zeros. I think that's enough zeros. All right, so we got it in there. All right, 190 to one. That's what it would be. All right. So <laughs> all right. I'm I'm ditching the likes. I I like getting uh shorter and sweeter and just giving it uh I'm gonna just pick my loves. Love it. And some of these were likes, but I just love them. So they're just gonna be my loves. The heart wants what the heart wants, Mike. I wanted this to be my Uber lock, but for fun, and you'll hear my Uber lock later. I can't pick it. But you guys, everybody run, run, run. Uh Rams minus six and a half at home versus the Redskins. That line is ridiculous. The who? We can't say that. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. The commanders. <laughs> the football team. I don't know. Yeah. The, those guys. Uh, I don't understand where this line, this line is crazy. The Rams are playing for a playoff spot. The yeah. commanders have nobody. It is a ship without a captain and a ship without a defense. They are, uh, I don't know. I, and they're in the dome. It's going to be yeah, points. They're at home, and the Rams looked good last week. I mean, they the Rams lost. Looked great. They lost, but they scored a lot of points. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, when I feel that hard, it's like, wait, what? Do I, what don't I know? And truthfully, I don't know if there's an injury that I missed, but I watched a lot of that Rams game. Everybody looked like they walked out of there in one piece. Yeah. Uh, that seems like a huge, easy win. I don't know if it's the enemy and that the the Commanders do have a really good offense. I, yeah. They're going to get their asses kicked. Um, they're traveling across the country, and it's a four o'clock game off a of bye, right? I think maybe that's something yeah. to do with it. Commanders off a of bye. I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we're we're in we're in playoff time. Like yeah. teams that are in it versus teams that are that aren't. That line should be like nine and a half. Rams, like, yeah, Rams, like, are the, right, Rams are the first team on the bubble, so they very much have something to play for. Okay, 
it's funny because I look look at how I wrote that. That's that's not even English. Is ball time? Ball time. No, uh, Baltimore minus three and a half at Jacksonville. This would have been a like back in the day, but it's a love today. I uh, Trevor Lawrence healthy? Are we sure? Cleveland's defense was great, but uh, you know Baltimore's defense is equally as good uh, and faster. I think they're faster on coverage. Trevor Lawrence is making a lot of passes that I don't. I think he's like almost like reverting back to like year one Trevor Lawrence. And this feels exactly to make too much happen. Feels exactly like the kind of thing that he should not be playing, and he's just one of those grit and grind yeah. football players that'll come back you know, at the end of the season that, oh, he actually doesn't even have a foot anymore. We just took the whole thing off. And then it's like, well, well why are you playing? It's like, you know, he's just a football guy where it's like, you know, some, some, you know, football guys are like, I love to see that. But anybody who actually wants the team to win, it's like, dude, just rest for a few weeks and like, figure it, figure it out. Um, okay. I, I also know how much I don't, this would never be a like for you. You picking Baltimore. I know how much you hate Baltimore. You must love that pick to pick love Baltimore. <laughs> Christian Kirk going on season ending IR is like a huge yeah. Yeah. and and Travis Etienne star of my fantasy football leagues has been questionable for weeks and it's like kind of been playing like a guy who's dinged up. Yeah. You know who's going to help you be more dinged up? Baltimore's defense kicking your ass. I just mm. I don't I don't understand. I get I get that they're at home, but how would they even be favored by a half a point, which is what they're saying here? That is crazy. That's crazy to me. And I and I hate the Ravens. They're going to kill. They're going to beat the Jags by 10 or more points. And as Rene Descartes once said, crab cakes in football. That's what Maryland does. <laughs> that's I, I remember reading that in uh, history. Yeah, class. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, Jets plus eight and a half at Miami. That's back to that's back to old Mike. We're back. That's back. That's yeah. back. To, that's back to old Mike. Does that feel nice? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. feels good to me. Yeah, I felt. I feel like we were at sea there for a minute, and now Zach right. Wilson is we're the guy in New Jersey. Yeah. Forget about Tommy Cutlets and the Sopranos. It's all Zach Wilson. Truthfully, this I believe this will this will be the last time the Jets rally really hard. I think this is going to be their Super Bowl. The Dolphins fans are notorious shit talkers. This is a, a divisional game. They got their asses kicked by the Dolphins the first time. Uh, uh, Zach Wilson's playing with nothing to lose. The defense has not quit. Um, I, I, and and Tyreek Hill hasn't practiced yet, guys. And neither has Devin uh, Achan, H, a whatever. I hope he's out of the league because I'm never going to be able to remember what his <laughs> name is. The thing that scares me Devon? the most, I, Devon Achan. Um, Achan? Who knows? Say it confidently. Sure. Um, the Miami center tore his ACL in that game, and I that is a real problem. I think when? too. He, this he, week, yeah, they, Hell yeah, and he is out, and uh, that was basically I think a large part of why they lost that game. I think Miami's offensive line is very dinged up, and I think the Jets' D line is going to feast. They're going to kill him. Whatever's left of Tua Tagovailoa's brain. You, if you watched any of that game on Monday night, which what a great game that turned out to be, because yeah. it was a, they were. Titans were 14 and a half point underdogs in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, without Tyreek Hill versus this is why Tyreek Hill, I ugh, this is why Tyreek Hill is the MVP of the league. If the yep. Dolphins continue on their way, that would be my vote, truthfully. Unless, yeah. um, without Tyreek Hill, it's like their offense doesn't work, it just yeah. nothing works. And then he would hobble out there <laughs> and then he would get open, and he was incredible. Um, he and he doesn't look like he's wearing pads. Did either of you watch the game? Yeah. What like yeah. 
he must be so fast that they know I can wear the lightest amount of pads because I'm not getting blown up because I'm going to be open by 10. He is a very, maybe the most physically talented receiver to ever play football. And he also really knows how to get tackled. Tua throws up so many balls in the middle of the field that if you are not the fastest guy on the face of the earth, you are taking two guys to the head and chest. And it, oh, pause. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, it's a... It sounds like an absolute nightmare. I mean, you saw Jalen Waddle get you. lit up. It sounds like Jalen Waddle get lit up. You see these guys just take these absolutely horrific hits, and then you realize that he's just used to throwing to Tyreek Hill, and he puts those balls right in the area that only Tyreek Hill can get them and get away safely. Any other normal Tyreek Hill gets those balls. Yeah. <laughs> Any other normal human is going to get a serious concussion yeah. or like knee shoulder neck. Well look injury. at Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Jalen Waddle was trying to do that stuff and was getting yeah. crushed over the middle. Like he had to go out too with injuries. Yeah, it was very scary. So I think uh America's not ready to put to say what the Dolphins are and they're not eight and a half point favorites right now. They are a team that has not won against a, 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 a team with a positive win percentage. And they are a team that has not looked good against good teams. Yeah. Forget that yeah. I love the Bills. And I fucking love the Bills. We know that. But I watch a lot of Dolphins football. Two is not the guy. And and whatever. we could, I know that sounds like a Bills fan. Yeah. <laughs> I watch a lot of football. I'm telling you. I think it's hard. They're they're such a hot take team. Like when they come out and score 70 points, it's like they're the greatest thing you've ever seen. And then they come up against a really good defense and it's like they just don't look the same. Yeah. You know what uh the Jets are a really good fucking defense, guys. Yeah. McDan- yeah. McDan- yeah McDaniel's little outfits and stuff don't look as cute when they're mm-hmm. getting just yeah. absolutely manhandled. Ugh. Yeah. The the I'm uh, uh, the Jets. If Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers didn't get hurt, the Jets would be like eleven and whatever that right two right now. I mean it. Like the Jets are a quarterback away from being like r- a real big problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, they're the Jets, so I'm good. But they're gonna <laughs> win. They're gonna they're gonna cover, and they're gonna maybe do something else later. A little stinky. Oh, all right. Mm. Don't open the kimono too much. Yeah, like. oh, oh. <laughs> but the last last quick love. Um, it goes against my speedy uh dome pick. Uh Giant Saints under 39 and a half. Ooh. Uh I actually I like this. Yeah. I like this because I like the Giants. Yeah. I think the Giants defense is really good. They're really good. And I don't trust the Saints offense. I think that's no. They're they're pathetic at times. And I don't think Tommy DeVito's that good. He's not. I think this is like a 17 to 13 win for the Giants. That feels Mm -hmm. right. I can which whichever team wins, it feels 17 13. Yeah. Those are actually dome points. You're looking at you're looking at what I tell you every week. Those are speed points. Yeah. 39 and a half is because it's in the dome. They are, it's not, Derek Carr has got like 17 broken ribs. They refuse to play Jameis Winston. Taysom Hill didn't play last week, and I I haven't checked. But I'm assuming if a guy like Taysom Hill misses a week, he's going to miss more than one week. Probably. And he's been their best player on offense, besides Alvin Kamara, who's been incredible. And I still think he will play really well. Yeah. Uh, So give me the under there. The Uber lock, Sarah Irmas. Bills minus one and a half. Easy. I don't even got to get an expectation. I was waiting for a Bills bet in here. Bills adjusted spread minus nine and a half. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Guys, just take the Bills. Cowboys, this is an out-of-conference game. Cowboys are coming off of a huge win. 
This is a letdown spot if I've ever seen one. The Bills are rabid dogs who are fighting for their lives and are going to play like that. And Dallas, if they get down a little bit, this is not a conference games are so huge in terms of how your ultimate standings end up. If you end up tied that your out of conference schedule really isn't a big deal. It's the biggest problem with the bills is we're three and five in our conference. So this is a game. This is a schedule loss for Dallas. It feels exciting. And my favorite part about this is with the bet that we, uh, that you guys had agreed to pre this, there's very much money on the line just mm-hmm. paid on who whoever mm-hmm. was able to cover this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I am very, very excited about that. Sarah, do you think, let me tell you what the bet is, and then maybe we just put both 20s on the stinky <laughs> dog parlay this week because it stinks. And you know what the problem is, though? It doesn't even stink. I love it so much. <laughs> doesn't even um, stink. It doesn't. It smells great. Hear it. Um, I'll give you two versions for everybody who's really like sitting there writing down these bets. God bless you. Uh, Jets to win. Jets are going to win. Win outright. Not not even cover. Fuck yes. The Jets are beating the Dolphins. I'm putting putting real money on that. I will send you how much I put on that. (laughs) I mean it. I'm putting real money on that I believe you. You're going to send me money and I'm putting it on it anyway for you. The Bears are going to beat the Browns because I still need things to break for the Bills. The Bears are are good the bears are good joe flacco is 38 joe flacco has sucked for like four or five years guys and he's had two good games and we're talking about him like it's like the second coming of christ merry christmas to everybody that to those who celebrate um joe flacco stinks and the bears defense is good and the bears have the first round pick in the first excuse me the number one overall pick they have it in their pocket they're mm-hmm. in this game because Justin Fields is playing for his future. Yep. Eberflus is coaching for his job. Mm-hmm. They're in Cleveland. Cleveland's tough in Cleveland. I get it. I think this is a, oh, right. Joe Flacco was good 10 years ago. And even then, he was a game manager. And the Bears defense is looking They're good. They're really good. And now for the freaks. Uh-oh. Oh, that's going to give you, excuse me, almost 10 to 1 odds, plus 982. Okay. So if you want to turn $10 into 100 just do that. Or if you're a freak, add the Giants to beat the Saints. I can't believe how much this moves the line because I like the Giants too. But there is a little bit of like Danny DeVito, Tommy Tommy Cutlets, whoever this fucking guy is. <laughs> they There's a little bit of like, I bet you this line is juice because all the Giants fans are like, give me, give me Tommy. Yeah. But that will give you 34 to 1 odds. Whoa. And wow. I... And I love that. I love that. Give me the New York special. Both quarterbacks won AFC NFC Player of the Weeks this week. They both upset again. So I I I love Good it. Bad, I mean, Mike. Personally, <laughs> personally, I love it. Personally, it's exciting. Um, I just need to know: Are we adding the Giants over the Giants over Saints and the Saints over Giants in your uh, straight bet and fade bet parlays for the uh, for the bet? For the stinky dog? No, for the are we adding it for the uh for the Cowboys Bills game? Wait, what do you mean? I think yes. I like the Giants the most out of all three of those games. So all right. So one of the bets is gonna have Jets, Bears, Giants. The other bet will have uh Dolphins, oh. Dolphins Browns. No, State. no, no. You can't fade the stinky dog like that. But come on, that's where the money's at. Fine, do it. Fine. I'm, I'm gonna, easily convinced. It's just it's just each twenty dollars. I'm gonna divide it up amongst all amongst all these. I'm not gonna do the Thursday. 
Uh, we're going to do it amongst the loves. Don't the, do Thursday. The loves, the Uber locks, and then we'll put a little sprinkle on the stinky dog. Uh, and then, obviously, there's not going to be tremendous payout. We're going to bet all the favorites. So, What kind of weird liquor do you have over there, Sarah, in case you lose? <laughs> no, she's... <laughs> Nail polish. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Nail polish. For, for all those listening at home, we got the Thursday night prop of Palooza. We got the we got the TD scores, score props. Easton Stick, Isaiah Spiller, and Josh Kelly. Any one of them to score a touchdown is going to pay for your bets. It's going to pay for your uh, going to pay for your weekend. We got Josh Kelly over 13 and a half rushing yards. And then if you're a real freak, if you got a real problem and you just want to light money on fire, we got, I do. We got either quarterback to throw over 400 yards at 190 to one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, we got $10 will pay your rent people. And then we got really, we got the loves here. We got the loves and these are where it gets important because this is all going to come down to that bills Cowboys game. We got the loves. We got Rams minus six and a half over the commanders. We have Baltimore minus three and a half at Jacksonville. Jets plus eight and a half at Miami and the Giants Saints under 39 and a half. We are rocking with the Uber lock of Bills and we got the stinky dog over here. Jets over Dolphins, Bears over Browns and the Giants over the Saints. Mm. The little kicker there getting you to plus 34, 17. So a little crazy. We're going to put some money on that and we're going to do money on the entire opposite side of the board as well. And whoever wins that Cowboys Bills game is going to get the wet, whichever money ends up being more the fade parlay or the fade the fade bets or the straight bets so we got a whole lot of moving parts here and boy am i excited for it wouldn't it be really funny if it just ended up being 20 bucks just exactly each on both sides <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like damn it vegas wins no it's, it's gonna this. it's gonna be 18 dollars on both right, sides so vegas <laughs> yeah, yeah. vegas just took their big right. so very excited about that um I'm excited. This is maybe the, one of the most more fun weeks of the podcast. Um, we've had it, it. It seems like life always ends up happening like this. Whichever you know, Sarah and I, your teams have ended up going up against each other a bunch in basketball, uh, baseball. You just had to rip my heart out. The the, the Yankees couldn't even keep a uh, you know keep it close, and the uh, the Orioles made the playoffs. And then uh, what's going on this week? I'm just so excited. Mm-hmm. So listen, I love you guys, Mike. I do have one more surprise for you. We got a little more artichoke, artichoke liqueur. Oh, you went with artichoke. Okay. So this is uh, this is for us paying up on the bets, and we're going to keep it up for this week. So we love you, Sarah. Thank you for everything you do, Mike. Thank you for everything you do. Cheers. And uh, hey, follow us. Play your yards right. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. Follow Mike at Play Your uh, Play Your Bets Right on Twitter and X. Uh, and let's uh, let's have ourselves a week. I love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Lahayam. Lahayam.